0: Yes, I should think that. there's some seats there's some people perhaps could come forward. Yes.
1: They could come
0: forward yeah. it, I mean you keep a seat for sure, yourself. There
1: you have these seats in the very front if some of you want to move closer? Um, yeah.
0: The idea is not that the seated people are moving forward, but it's the standing people who want to move forward. All right, I'm just... Oh, I see. Oh, okay. There's no one standing there. Okay. I'll explain, I'll explain. Yeah. Good evening. My name is Susan Sontag. This evening uh, has nothing to do with uh, glasnost or perestroika, uh, as commendable as these uh, events may seem to many of us. The uh, fact that we have among us these uh, distinguished writers from the Soviet Union and the fact that the General Secretary is in Washington is sheer coincidence. The visit of the Soviet writers is a project uh, very dear to the American Penn Center, which we have been working for uh, almost a year to bring about with the uh, cooperation of the writers union in the Soviet Union. And uh, we're actually a little bit annoyed that uh, our, our visitors are here. And it turned out by this sheer accident, uh, which I place no significance whatsoever, uh, that we are having these events. And there are some other events going on in Washington. (laughs) What matters to us is our opportunity to uh, express our interest in the uh, various uh, literatures and languages of the Soviet Union to uh, inform ourselves, uh, to be able to welcome for the first time uh, some leading writers from the Soviet Union as, as it were, a down payment, a, a first step uh, in, a, in a program of uh, mutual visits. There have been other writers from the Soviet Union who have uh, visited the United States. There are many American writers, including myself, who have uh, uh, visited more or less uh, official ways uh, the Soviet Union, as well as many people who have gone on private trips. But it means a lot to us uh, at Penn uh, to have undertaken this, to have pulled it off uh, as, a, as a token of, uh, of future visits and uh, future exchanges. Most uh, every uh, literate person in the English-speaking world is aware of some of the glories of, uh, of Russian literature and a few people are aware of some of the great uh, works in, in other languages in what is now uh, the Soviet Union. But for the most part, uh, those of us who care about literature are more aware of the writers uh, who have left the Soviet Union than the the ones who who are still there. We have uh, among us uh, a great Russian writer, a great Russian poet who is uh, also an an American citizen who is at Stockholm uh, at this moment, Uh, and poetry is honored by his prize, and Russian literature is Honored by his prize, and he will uh, cite in his Nobel speech his uh, great forebears, who to whom, and speak of them with great humility, who did not get the prize, such as uh, Akmatova, and Mandelstam, and Svetayeva. On the whole. Um, I think we probably know more about uh, Russian poetry in the 20th century. We know more about Russian prose in the 19th century and more about Russian poetry in the 20th century. But uh, apart from our Russian, our, our Russian poet, who is an American citizen, um, and a few other uh, visitors, well-known visitors, uh, we have not had the opportunity of learning about much about Russian poetry today of a younger generation. We're lucky to have here tonight uh, two very important contemporary poets, Russian poets, uh, who are going to, with their colleagues, two very distinguished American poets, John Ashbery and Carolyn Forche, uh, are going to present some of their work to you. And the plan will be uh that first we will uh not as in your program we've reversed it uh we'll have alexander Semyonovich kushner's poetry it uh, in in uh john Ashbery uh will uh present mr kushner and read first the english translation and then mr kushner will uh read the russian original and then The other poet, Yuna Petrovna Moritz, will be presented by Carolyn Forche, and she will read the selections in English first, poem by poem, and Yuna Petrovna Moritz will uh, read the Russian. We think it's better to go that way. I know that there are many people in the audience who understand Russian, are native Russian speakers, or or who know Russian, Uh, so please bear with uh, the rest of us who are ignorant, uh, um, and let us hear uh, the English first before we hear the Russian. You have at the bottom of of your programs uh, a a sentence, a couple of sentences about uh, Kushner and Moritz, and let me just uh, read to you uh, a little bit more about them. (coughs) <coughs> to expand on this uh, because I can do this and then uh, Mr. Ashbery and and, and uh, Ms. Forche can address the poetry more directly. Uh, Kushner, uh, as it says in your, in your program, is born in 1936 in Leningrad. He studied at the philology faculty of the Hertz and Pedagogical Institute of Leningrad, and he began his career as a teacher of literature in 1959. His first collection of verse, which was called, uh, in English translation, First Meeting, appeared in 1957. He's published several volumes of poetry. He also writes poetry for children and translates the poetry of others. In Russia, he is known for his translations of the great uh, British poet uh, Philip Larkin, whose, with whose work his own uh, has been compared. He is a, a poet that Joseph Brodsky is uh, particularly fond of uh, and he is very different as you will hear from the poets that we've heard from uh, a great deal uh, from the Soviet Union such as voznesensky and uh, Yevtushenko. His most recent book uh, is uh, called Canvas, well there is a book called Canvas 1981. Um, and uh, 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 another collection, New Verses, that appeared uh, this year. Yuna Petrovna Moritz, who will read second, uh, was born in Kiev in 1937. Her publishing career began in 1954. Her first uh, book of poetry is called A Conversation About Happiness, which appeared in 1957. Uh, there's a book uh, uh, whose, uh, the t- whose title would be in English, Cape of Desire, that was published in 1961, which is, was the year she graduated from the Gorky Literary Institute. She's also, like like almost all good poets, uh, a translator of poetry. She's done translations into Russian of a number of poets, in, including a, a Jewish poet uh, I'm not familiar with, M. Teuf, whose collection, Hand Clasp, was published in Russian in 1964. Uh, and now I will turn it over to John Ashbery, who will introduce Alexander Kushner. <coughs>
2: Я хочу начать со слов благодарности всем, кто пришел послушать нас сегодня. Я хочу поблагодарить устроителей этого вечера. Я хочу поблагодарить Сьюзен Зонтек, Пен-клуб и своих дорогих переводчиков Кэрол Юланд и Поль Пол Грейс, которые переводили мои стихи, и Джона, который взялся
3: Let me start with a few words of uh, thanks to everyone who came here this evening uh, to listen to us. Uh, I'm very, very grateful to have you here as an audience. (coughs) I also want to thank in particular uh, the two uh, translators who translated my uh, my poems, the ones that will be read tonight, Carol Ulin and Paul Graves. And also I want to thank uh, John Ashbery, who will be reading them out.
2: Um, очень много uh, чудес. Каждый день это чудо, если uh, так относиться к жизни. И всё-таки uh, мой приезд в Нью-Йорк для меня может быть одно из самых больших
3: чудес. one's life is full of miracles. Every day of life uh, has its own miracle if one knows how to appreciate it. But nonetheless, my uh, coming to New York this time is one of the greatest miracles that I could possibly imagine. Еще полгода назад
2: я и не смел предположить, что состоится такая поездка. Если бы мне сказали, что это возможно, я бы не поверил, и только во сне я мог себе представить Соединенные Штаты.
3: Uh, as, my, as recently as six months ago, I couldn't possibly imagine that I would be coming to the United States and if I had been told that I was coming, I wouldn't have believed it. It was something I could only dream about such a possibility
2: What uh, с этим и связано некоторое волнение, которое я испытываю и прошу заранее прощения, если я буду как-то сбиваться немножко нервничать
3: this explains my nervousness tonight and I hope you will Uh, 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 Forgive me if uh, my voice uh, reflects the nervousness which I feel. Uh, uh, John Ashby is going to first read uh, the translation of the poem, which I will then read in Russian. And we'll we'll alternate in that way.
4: (laughs) Most of these uh, poems are are not titled, only a, a couple of the ones that we'll be reading are. The first one does not have a title. Mozart's skull from between two columns of the news calmly eyed us, and we stared back at it in horror. Why had it been dug up, its holes and sockets loose, sad, gape? Was that a dream, or something more straightforward? Look, in this turret, in this casing of the skull, this battered cranial box with its uneven edges, flickers a music an unearthly light, the trill of a bird's long, clear-throated, eighth-note-full cadenzas. How could I not love man, although his sadness clings like soil, rich and unshakable from our thoughts? I pity mankind and our humanity, for nothing brings deliverance for the body or counts the wrongs committed. March into quick-limed pits, Colima's murk, the sack and ice Forgetting Figaro and all bravado. A touch of modesty, this lesson brings it back. The finest stowed third class and incommunicado. Hush, music's playing somewhere. Where? In gardens? And? In exile or in a tavern where someone fiddles, bearing grief with the childlike shoulders of a man through Viennese parks, through Siberia's bed of needles.
2: на череп моцарта с газетной полосы на нас смотревшего мы с ужасом взглянули зачем он выкопан глазницы и пазы зияют мрачные во снели ли наявули как в этой башенке в шкатулке черепной В коробке треснувший с неровными краями сверкала музыка с подсветкой неземной с восьмыми яркими как птичий свист долями мне человечество не полюбить печаль как землю жирную не вытряхнуть из мыслей мне человечности мне человека жаль Чела не выручить, обид не перечислить. Марш в яму с известью, в колымский мрак, В мешок, в лед, свадьбу Фигара забыв и всю браваду. О, приступ скромности, ее сплошной урок, Всех лучших спрятали по третьему разряду. Где-то музыка играет, где – в саду, Где – в ссылке, может быть, Где – в комнате, в трактире, На плечи детские свои, взвалив беду, И парки венские, и хвойный лес Сибири.
4: In the morning, the drafts in the blinds and the curtains occupy themselves, sculpting quick busts and live torsos. How they rustle and clap, and I love their exertions, their world piled with urinids or bulged like Colossus. First a knee, then a shoulder, imprisoned in linen, pushes out. They stamp and shove in hopes of escaping from the cloth of that jail, but they'll fail to get in and see the room, too weak, to rip the light pleated draperies. World of giants, angered by their blinded condition. They are doomed to swell up all morning with blisters. First they sag, then rise back to a kneeling position, stuck to doorknobs or catching the edges of pictures. It's like Pergamum's altar with air for a lining. No one needs to climb to the quarry for marble. They will battle all morning Now one is sent flying, grabs another, they tumble. Remember this marvel. The whole morning, while you're lying in bed and feeling lethargic, after night healed the stings that left you embarrassed, titans, rounded and crowded like columns, still argue in the curtains and struggle and finally perish. Сквозняки
2: по утрам в занавесках и шторах Занимаются лепкою бюстов и торсов, Как мне нравится хлопанье это и шорох, Громоздящийся мир уронит и колоссов, В полотняном плену то плечо, то колено Проступают и кажется, Дыбятся в схватке И пытаются в комнату выйти из плена И не в силах прорвать эти пленки и складки Мир гигантов, несчастных в своем ослеплении Обреченных все утро вспухать пузырями Опадать и опять, становясь на колени Проступать, прилипая то к ручке, то к раме О, пергамский алтарь На воздушной подкладке И не надо За мрамором в каменоломни Лезть все утро Друг друга кладут на лопатки Подминают И мнут, и внушают Запомни И все утро, покуда Ты нежишься сонный В милосердной ночи Залечив свои раны Там за шторой Круглясь и толпясь, как колонны, напрягаются, спорят, и гибнут, титаны.
4: This poem is entitled, The Bush. The jasmine bush turns into an evangelist grown white at twilight redolent of showers along mosquito-ringing lanes it manages to tell no less than Matthew at such hours. How damp and white what shining clustered heaviness and how the wilding petals scatter shaken you're deaf and blind if you require more evidence for the miraculous than their persuasion you're deaf and blind and seeking someone suitable to blame when you yourself are the offender the bush, though, brushes you as you stare stupidly in rage, And there your speech and sight are mended. Куст. Евангелия
2: от куста жасминового, Дыша дождем и в сумраке белея, Среди аллей и звона комариного. Не меньше говорит, чем от Матфея. Так белый мокр, так эти грозди светятся, Так лепестки летят с дичка задетого. Ты слеп и глух, когда тебе свидетельства чудес Нужны еще помимо этого. Ты слеп и глух, и ищешь виноватого И сам готов кого-нибудь обидеть. Но куст тебя заденет бесноватого, и ты начнёшь и говорить, и видеть.
4: When it's 13 below, the mind begins preparing itself dreaming the world will end. The streetcars, frozen through, turn to a long ice carriage. The frozen milk is foamy, blind, and crystalline. We have no strength to warm ourselves at home, to usher the blood-red mercury back up through our chilled veins. All day in Russia, we're pricked beyond the pale. We hardly dare to glance. And sure enough, an avalanche. Aren't they amusing? warning us not to leave doors open to the frost. The avalanche plunges in silver-shot confusion, this world so cold that we still haven't felt the worst. And suddenly, the way that stretched for ages shrivels. We've come full circle. See how little time it took. That passenger, ridiculous, endearing, shivers, his back forever vanishing in homeless smoke. His coat is buttoned up, There's no need to disturb him. I can't call out to him through smoke and freezing mist. For five days now, not knowing why, I have been working through fragments of Sumerian and Akkadian myth. First all the demons cry and then burst into dances, but who inspired their uncontrollable mass rage? A god entreats some help. They knock him to his senses. The tablet with the text is broken at that place. We won't find any substitute for that clay tablet. We'll mourn the scattered kingdoms and the shepherd god. The snowstorm whips the foam. It's cold here on our planet. And lines that once have perished cannot be recalled.
2: Прежде чем прочесть эти стихи, я хочу несколько слов о них сказать. это стихотворение было написано Если я не ошибаюсь, в 79 девятом или восьмидесятом году.
3: I, uh, uh, speak this poem, I want to say a couple of words about it. Uh, as I recall, it was written either in 1979
2: or 1980. Uh, в Ленинграде, да и вообще uh, на всей европейской территории России uh, была суровая зима. Морозы доходили. До тридцати градусов и и больше.
3: It was a very severe winter that that year, not only in uh, Leningrad but in Europe as a whole. We had in Leningrad temperatures down to thirty below zero Celsius. Было ощущение, что вот жизнь
2: замерзает, кончается.
3: There was a feeling as if life was f- f- being frozen down to a standstill.
2: И был еще второй план непогодный, но говоривший о том же. Жизнь действительно
3: замерзала.
2: Казалось, что происходит оползень, что вот еще немного, и нас не будет.
3: We had the feeling as if there were some sort of of uh, cracks, or uh, that were opening up, and that uh, a little bit longer we would all disappear.
2: возникает в этом стихотворении давно погибшими царствами That's why the point
3: uh, makes uh, reference to some long disappeared empires uh, acadia babylon etc
2: в этом стихотворении в строфе возникает and
3: in the fourth stanza the, uh, the uh, spirit of Mandelstam is evoked
2: в мороз представить света конец Особенно легко трамвай насквозь промёрз, ледовая карета, сухое, пенное, слепое молоко. И в наших комнатах согреться мы не в силе, кроваво-красную не взбить в прожилки ртуть. Весь день в России за край и колется, и страшно заглянуть так вот он оползень они смешны с призывом в мороз открытыми не оставлять дверей сыпучий оползень с серебряным отливом как в мире холодно а будет холодней так быстро пройден путь казавшийся огромным мы круг Проделали и не нужны века. Мне все мерещится, спина в дыму бездомном, Того нелепого, смешного седока. Он ловит петельку, мешать ему не надо, Не окликай его в тумане и дыму. Я мифологию шумера и акада. Дней пять вожу с собой, не знаю, почему. Всех этих демонов, кто вдохновил на буйство, То в плач пускаются, то в пляс. Бог просит помощи, его приводят в чувства. Табличка с текстом здесь обломана как раз, Таблички глиняной нам не найти замену. Жаль царств развеянных, жаль Бога пастуха. Как в мире холодно, метель взбивает пену. Не возвратит никто погибшего стиха.
4: We don't get to choose our century, and we exit after entering. Nothing on this earth is cruder than to beg for time or blame the hour. No marketplace maneuver can achieve a birth's exchange. Though all ages are the Iron Age, lovely gardens steam and varnished cloudlets sparkle. I, when five, should have died of scarlet fever. Live avoiding grief and evil, see how long you can survive. Looking forward to good fortune, hoping for a better portion than the terrible's grim rain. Leprosy and plagues in Florence aren't your dream. The hold's dark storage doesn't suit your first-class aims. Though all ages are the Iron Age, lovely gardens steam and varnished cloudlets sparkle I embrace my age and its fated ending. Time is an ordeal and envying anyone is out of place. I embrace it firmly knowing time is flesh instead of clothing. Deep in us its seal is set as if fingerprints were signals of an age's lines and wrinkles. In our hands our time is red. Времена не
2: выбирают, В них живут и умирают. Большей пошлости на свете Нет чем клянчить и пенять, Будто можно те на эти Как на рынке поменять. Что не век, то век железный, Но дымится сад чудесный, Блещет тучка, я в пять лет должен был от скарлатины умереть живи в невинный век в котором горя нет ты себя в счастливце прочишь а при грозном жить не хочешь не мечтаешь о чуме флорентийской и проказе хочешь ехать в первом классе а не в трюме в полутьме Что не век, то век железный, Но дымится сад чудесный, Блещет тучка, Обниму век мой, рок мой, на прощанье, Время это испытание, Не завидуй никому. Крепко тесное объятие, Время кожа, а не платье, Глубока его печать. Словно с пальцев отпечатки с нас его черты и складки приглядевшись можно взять.
4: The dust in a shaft of late sun turns the distance to haze and the neighboring grove is fogged over. The painter is so quiet that, changing positions, he finds in his pocket a mouse seeking cover. Alas, her small body is funny and wretched. He frowns with distaste, takes her out of his pocket, and then hides a smile because being respected as God is still flattering and highly exotic. He thinks, What if he, in his ragged, paint-plastered gray jacket, had also made use of his spryness, poked into a place that seemed warmly sequestered, a pocket that offered the hope of some kindness? Would someone, on finding him, jump up uneasy, then smother or shelter him, free him undamaged? For meekness, for looking both fragile and busy, Still true to the field in whose dust he would vanish.
2: И пыльная дымка и даль в иоле вечернего солнца и роща в тумане. Художник так тихо работает в поле, что мышь полевую находит кармане увы ее тельце смешно и у бога и вынув брезгливо ее из кармана он прячет улыбку за господа бога быть принятым все-таки лестно и странно он думает если бы в серенькой куртке Потертый, измазанный масляной краской, Он сунулся б тоже сметливый и юркий В широкий карман за теплом и за лаской. Взовьются ли, вздрогнут его обнаружа, Придушат, пригреют, отпустят на волю За кротость, за вид хлопотливый тщедушный запреданность этому пыльному полю.
4: As Catullus noted, the voice is missing, hearing flown, and eyesight abruptly altered, near the one whose speech and figures bewitchment every which way delights us even when parted. I remember this longing, this inclination to cast all in a light that would blind or distort it. Is this love? No catullus, infatuation. Thus, the nets, as our own poet's title is worded. To our 35th year, we repeat the models of the tadpole Greeks and the Roman minnows. I recall, I recall their hands filled with fodder, we try on their fleet brilliance of smiles to begin with, so we hate and we love, and it's all so painful. We draw beautiful monsters in mental pictures, oh, to live to love's age, to see all, and able, though reluctant, to hear all, mixing speech with kisses. Sound and noise, you wrote, pound ears struck with deafness, from my eyes, night shadows keep all sights hidden. Oh, to live to love's age, to exalted freshness, giving food to hearing, and new work to vision.
2: Как писал Катул, пропадает голос, отлетает слух, изменяет зрение. Рядом стой. Чья речь и волшебный образ Так и этак тешит нас в отдалении. Помню, помню, томление это склонность Видеть все в искаженном, слепящем свете. Не любовь, катула это, а влюбленность. Наш поэт даже книгу назвал так «Сети». Лет до тридцати пяти повторяем формы Головастиков греков и римлян рыбок. Помню, помню, из рук получаем корм мы, Примеряем к себе беглый блеск улыбок. Ненавидим и любим, как это больно, И прекрасных чудовищ в уме рисуем. О, дожить да до любви, видеть всё, Невольно слышать всё, Мешая речь с поцелуем. Звон и шум писал ты В ушах заглохших, И затмились очи ночною тенью. О, дожить до любви, До великих новшеств, Пищу слуху давать И работу зрению.
4: This poem is entitled, The Adoration of the Magi. Off one of Moscow's smaller streets, that a snowstorm had covered, we saw the cradle's tiny sheets like magi we leaned over, and something gleamed as if the child were swathed in a faint halo, bottles and plates of food were piled in offering on the table. In the half-dark we looked around and then once more bent forward dreaming a cow and calf lay down and eyed us from the corner A scene like Hugo van der Gosse would draw, a beaded necklace decks the housewife, the magi muse, while through the door light trickles. And we were filled with such a sense of peace that as we shared it, we could not fear the violence or threats of any Herod. The world's whole horror from day one to now stood at a distance, as if under a spell It hung and yielded for an instant. Volkonka suburb then became as aged as the Bible, and light snow on the windowpane welcomed a child's arrival. It gathered us from where we live, through street and park we stumbled, following, as we always have, a miracle so simple.
2: поклонение волхвов В одной из улочек Москвы, засыпанной метелью, мы наклонялись, как волхвы, над детской колыбелью. И что-то, словно ореол, поблёскивало тускло, покуда ставились на стол бутылки и закуска. Мы озирали полумглу и наклонялись снова казалось щурились в углу теленок и корова как будто гуга вандергус нарисовал все это волхвов хозяйку с ниткой бус в дверях полоску света и вообще такой покой на миг установился не страшен ирод никакой когда бы он явился Весь ужас мира, испокон, стоящий в отдаленье, Как бы и впрямь заворожён, подался на мгновенье. Под стать библейской старине, в ту ночь была волхонка, Снежок приветствовал в окне рождение ребёнка, Оно собрало нас сюда, проулками, садами, Сопровождаясь, как всегда чудесами.
4: This is the last poem Mr. Kushner will read. It has a different translator, Maya Birman, who is in Russia. The, The previous translations were by... He was allowed to choose a death for himself. He thanked Caesar for the kindness. It could be a dagger or a rope. And while he was deciding, death walked around in suspense, followed him and mumbled inappropriately, open your veins, drown yourself, throw yourself down a high rock. He opened the medicine chest. Maybe he ought to take poison. Not the best way to die, but not the worst either. The Greeks loved life, the Romans, death. One ought to learn from the Romans how to die with dignity, to learn from the Greeks how to value peace, and from the Romans how to fight, from the Greeks how to play the reed pipe, from the Greeks how to love life, how to model a torso, prominent like a cloud in a winter sky, He gave his cloak to his slave and ordered him to put out the light. The Greeks knew how to melt wax, and the Romans how to die. (laughs) На
2: выбор смерть ему предложена была. Он Цезаря благодарил за милость, могла кинжалом быть. Петлёю быть могла, Пока он выбирал, Топталась и томилась, Ходила вслед за ним, Бубнила не в попад, Вскрой вены, утопись, С высокой кинься круче, Он шкафчик отворил, Быть может, выпить яд, Не худший способ, Но, возможно, и не лучший. У греков жизнь любить, У римлян умирать, У римлян умирать, С достоинством учиться, У греков мир ценить, У римлян воевать, У греков звук тянуть, На флейте, на цивнице, У греков жизнь любить, У греков торс лепить, Объёмно-теневой, Как туча в небе зимнем. Он отдал плащ рабу И свет велел гасить. У греков воск топить И умирать у римлян.
0: now uh, we turn to the second poet, Yuna uh, Petrovna Moritz, who will, like uh, Mr. Kushner, uh, say a few words first, and then we will proceed in the same way uh, uh, um, with Carolyn Fourche reading the poems first in English, and then uh, uh, Ms. Moritz reading the Russian, Yuna Petrovna Moritz.
5: Спасибо всем, кто пришел, спасибо всем, кто пригласил, спасибо Господу Богу за то, что мне суждено было оказаться здесь, в Нью-Йорке. Я прожила 50 лет. Это очень большая жизнь. Я никогда не думала, что это произойдет.
3: Came to this evening. Let me thank those who invited me uh, to come here. Also, uh, I thank God that He allowed me to come, and never thought that fate would permit me to be in New York. I've lived 50 years on this earth. That's a fairly long time, and I never thought that such a thing would happen.
5: Я естественно очень волнуюсь. И поэтому uh, стихи, которые даже я знаю наизусть, я буду читать из книжки.
3: Я
5: прочту несколько стихотворений в переводах Томаса Витни, который здесь присутствует, и я им очень благодарна за эти переводы. Но два стихотворения я прочту uh, в переводах. Uh, Неизвестных людей, эти люди сделали эти переводы в Москве. Я прочту эти стихи. Надеюсь, что содержание сохранилось в этих переводах.
3: Some of the poems that I'm going to be reading were translated by Tom Whitney, who's here tonight, and I'm very grateful to him for having made the translations. Uh, two of them, however, have been translated by some unknown uh, figure in Moscow. I don't, and I hope that the translation will. Uh, do justice to the
5: uh, content of the poem. Yeah,
3: I'm very grateful to Caroline Fourché for agreeing to come here and read the translations
1: for me. We are opening with a poem called A Parable. You swindled then repented, you slandered, then repented, you strangled, then repented, you mangled, then repented. You then turned into an ace with noble looking face. And that was the end of the case. Ten years passed and we're gone. Thirty years passed and we're gone. Three hundred years passed and we're gone. Then something began to moan the earth began to yawn and it shook to the bone here the quick and the dead came face to face and the dead one said you have swindled me that I did you have slandered me that I did you have strangled me that I did you have mangled me that I did But I've atoned for my sin with repentance. And with you who are dead, I have come face to face without dread. And that is the end of the case. You who are mangled, you who are strangled, you who are slandered, you who are swindled. If you don't forgive the evil I've done, for as long as I live, honest name you'll have none. Quivered the mangled one, quavered the strangled one, the innocently slandered one, and the impoverished, swindled one. I shall forgive you the evil you've done. If you return the good name I had once, that was the decision at the scene of the action.
5: Обокрал и раскаялся, оболгал и раскаялся, Удавил и раскаялся, утопил и раскаялся, И стал молодцом с благородным лицом, И дело с концом. Десять лет пролетело, тридцать лет пролетело, Триста лет пролетело, что-то вдруг загудело, Стало землю трясти до последней кости, Тут живой с мертвецом Сошлись лицом и дело с концом. Ты меня обокрал, обокрал, Ты меня оболгал, оболгал, Ты меня удавил, удавил, Ты меня утопил. Утопил, Но раскаяньем грех искупил И с тобой мертвецом я сошелся лицом Без боязни и дела с концом Ты оболганный, ты обкраденный Ты утопленный, ты удавленный Не простишь мое дело подлое Не верну твое имя доброе Прослывёшь стервицом, бесноватым лицом, И дело с концом. Содрогнулся утопленный, взмолился удавленный, Безвинно оболганный, до нитки ограбленный. Я прощаю твое дело подлое, Ты верни моё имя доброе. Так решалось, когда совершалось.
1: Una Moritz has told me that many of her poems are autobiographical. They are transformed autobiography and they include the workings of her subconscious. And she would like particularly for me to tell you the origin of this poem, Recollections. It was the year 1941. She was with her mother and her older sister. They were evacuated from Kiev to the Urals. This was an experience which happened to her when she was four years of age. Her sister was 15. Immediately after this experience, Yuna Maritz began to write poetry. From the burning train onto the grass, they hurled the children. I floated along a bloody, slippery ditch of human entrails, bones, The pilot who flew over me, a brown pestilence, grimaced and laughed like a madman. He fluttered in his flying trunk. He banged his head into the windshield. I saw the swastika on his arm and what flowed out of his head. And I saw too the red circle of the locomotive wheel and out of horror. I didn't have enough hands to cover my eyes because the locomotive was not moving. But a bloody fog and fumes rose from the wheels whirling in place and the iron control lever groaned like an arm bent into an elbow separated from the body in order to turn the locomotive wheels posthumously. Thus in my fifth year, God sent to me salvation and a long road. But horror flowed into my flesh and blood and rolls about in me like quicksilver. And when I fall asleep facing the moon, so bitterly do I cry in my sleep that my tears flow down the wall in which I hide my recollection.
5: Воспоминания. Из горящего поезда на траву выбрасывали детей. Я плыла по кровавому скользкому рву человеческих внутренностей костей. Пилот, который летал надо мной, коричневая чума, скалился и хохотал, как больной, который сошел с ума. Он реял в летающем сундуке, в лобовое влипал стекло. Я видела свастику на руке и то, что со лба текло. А еще я видела красный круг паровозного колеса. И от ужаса мне не хватало рук, чтобы закрыть глаза. Потому что не двигался паровоз, но кровавый туман и чад. От на месте вертящихся шел колес. И чугунный стонал рычаг, словно в локте согнутая рука. Оторванное тело, чтобы колеса паровика посмертно она вертела. Так на пятом году мне послал Господь спасенье и долгий путь, Но ужас натек в мою кровь и плоть, И катается там, как ртуть, И когда засыпаю лицом к луне. Так горько во сне я плачу, что слёзы мои текут по стене, в которой я память прячу.
1: For this poem my Arctic, you should know that Tamir and Dixon are two places in the Arctic. Dixon an island, the significance of which is that when they start the broadcast for the weather report, they always begin with Dixon. And for Tamir, Tamir is a peninsula. It's very large and very far north. In Una Maritz's youth, she went there to study the native population of the people who live there. As she said to me, the people who winter there people who actually live there, who survive there. My Arctic. Tamir and Dixon gave me a taste for the cold. I drank it in in the years of my youth. If you don't like it, may blots of secret shame blaze out on your conscience. They tried by force to squeeze from me my warm discovery, my warmer part. Like the Samoyeds I faced survival in the harsh ice of the Arctic nights, nights I spent with all those people who shared the fate of the people, without making the Arctic gloomy by shrill piping on a bravura flute. Моя Арктика. Таймыр и
5: Диксон мне привили вкус к суровости. И я впитала это в юные года. Кому не нравится, пускаю тех на совести, Пылают пятна тайного стыда За то, что силой из меня пытались выжить Находку теплую, деталь погорячей. А мне, как немцам, предстояло выжить В суровых льдах арктических ночей. Ночей, где зимовала я со всеми, Кто разделил народную судьбу, Не омрачив арктическое время Своим дудением в бравурную трубу.
1: The green apple, scarlet pomegranate, spent last night with me, and in their juicy memory they preserve my home, my smoke, my solitude. And in my aromatic paradise, these sinless fruits will not forsake my sleepless soul, which sings like the muscle of water, like the muscle of a stream in an invisible cliff, where, reflected in my fluid glass, many drink from the palms of their hands, and many wash their feet. Мускул
5: воды, зеленое яблоко, алый гранат, Со мной провели эту ночь, и в памяти сочной они сохранят Мой дом и мой дым, И мою одиночь, И в своем ароматном раю. Безгрешные эти плоды Не забудут бессонную душу мою Поющую, как мускул воды Как мускул ручья в незримой скале Где в моем отражаясь текучем стекле Пьют из ладоней многие И многие моют ноги
1: Snowfall, snow falls day and night enveloping the houses. Night and day about the town we roam. I, a blackbird, and you, a bluebird. The snowfall rustles over Riga, drowning the roads and the streetcars. On cast iron fences perch I, a blackbird, and you, a bluebird. Out of the fog reminiscent of heart-rending Fellini, drift vapors of heaven and hell, erasing the reality of features and lines, I, a blackbird, and you, a blue. The weather forecast promises another week of snowstorms. About the city, two birds are roaming, I, a blackbird, and you, a blue. Two birds lost in the snow drifts, craning high necks above the snow, two silent birds, fugitives most likely. I, the blackbird, and you, the blue. The night lamps sway, the street cleaners too, silent, half dead, two fugitive birds. I, the black one, and you, the blue. Snow, 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 up to their necks in snowdrifts, drowning. This once in an eon, to wandering fugitives. This one's the blackbird, and that one's the blue. Снегопад.
5: Снега выпадают и денно и ночно, стремятся на землю дома, По городу бродят и денно, и нощно. Я черная птица, и ты голубая. Над Ригой шумят, шелестят снегопады, Утопли дороги, недвижны трамваи, Сидят на перилах чугунной ограды. Я черная птица, и ты голубая. В тумане, как в бане из вопля в фелине, Плывут воспарения ада и рая, Стирая реалии ликовой линии. Я чёрная птица, а ты голубая. Согласно прогнозу последних известий, Неделю нам жить во снегах утопая, А в городе вести скитаются вместе Та чёрная птица и та голубая. Две птицы скитаются в зарослях белых, Высокие горла в снегу выгибая, Две птицы молчащих, наверное, беглых, Я черная птица и ты голубая. Качаются лампочки сторожевые, Качаются дворники, снег выгребая, Молчащие, беглые, полуживые, Я черная птица и ты голубая. Снега, снегопады, великие снеги, По самое горло в снегу утопая, Бежали и бродят. Ах, в кое-то веки я черная птица, и ты голубая.
1: I forgave him nothing. I forgave him nothing. I devoted these verses to him so the glimmer of hope would dim. But when the silver heron winged his way over the beet field on an autumn Thursday, made the cup of my grief overflow by some triangular prescience. I drove a saving wedge into my silver recollection lest the heart spoil the last image with a happy little ending the day is short and my path is so long ничего ему не простила
5: я стихи ему посвятила чтобы проблеск надежды померк Но когда серебристая цапля Грусть мою, как последняя капля, Переполнит в осенний четверг, Пролетая над полем свекольным, Я каким-то чутьем треугольным Забиваю спасительный клин В серебристое воспоминание, Чтобы сердце последнее знание Не опошлить концовкой счастливой.
1: When your reader completes your thought and when your viewer completes your view and when your reviewer, out of a reviewer's habit, completes deciphering for you, Completes your statement and then even completes developing your theme for you. I advise you to pray tonight. Have you prayed tonight, Desdemona? For nowadays you have to cite your source. Pray that no one, no way, no one has taken thought and decided to complete for you your dying. Когда
5: читатель за тебя домыслит, да А также зритель за тебя дозреет, да А рецензент с повадкой резидента Да расшифрует за тебя, доскажет, да А также за тебя да разовьет, Советую тебе молиться на ночь, Молилась ли ты на ночь до да демона Теперь нельзя без ссылок на источник. Чтобы ни за что никто не догадался, что можно за тебя доумереть.
1: Да Untitled. It is not in our power to move the stars, but it is in our power not to destroy the soul there is humiliation as bitter as mold it has the taste of penicillin its graveyard smell is of the earth it's about that i wish to speak about that about an opinion tossed off by me by chance don't be tormented i saw right then that you my friend would lick the hand that held the whip and carrot and sensing My severe glare, you are trying to find a way to sink beneath the ground from shame, and your cheeks are inundated with gray sweat. Watch now. Don't turn away your head. I will disclose to you a simple little secret. It will help you summon up your strength and overcome your pitiful air. You don't have to punish yourself because your songs long since have told the truth. And here it is. There's praise, strained, stupid. But there's no love, no clapping, no tears, no heart tremors in the gallery. There's no rapture. You aren't able to enthrall. You also aren't able to bear your cross without complaint. So the muse might honor you at a late hour or even at an hour later than late. It is not in our power to move the stars, but it is in our power not to destroy the soul.
5: Не в наших силах сдвинуть звёзды с неба. Но в наших силах душу не сгубить. Есть унижение, горькое, как плесень. Оно имеет вкус пенициллина, Его могильный запах земляной. Об этом я хочу сказать, об этом, о взгляде мною брошенном случайно. Не мучитесь, я увидела тогда, что вы, мой друг, лизать способный руку, в которой кнут и пряник. Ощутив мой тяжкий взор Вы ищете куда бы сквозь землю провалиться от стыда И щеки затопляет серый пот Чур, только не вертите головой Я вам открою простенькую тайну Она поможет вам набраться сил И пережить свой жалкий вид Не надо себя казнить Поскольку ваши песни вас предали О вашей адской пытке давно сказали правду. Вот она. Есть похвала, натужная, тупая, Но нет любви, рукоплесканий, слёз, Нет замирания сердца на галёрке, Восторга нет, вам не дано пленять, И не дано свой крест нести без жалоб, Чтоб муза вас почтила, В поздний час, или даже часа позднего позднее, Не в наших силах сдвинуть звезды с места, Но в наших силах душу не сгубить.
0: We're going to have a a brief discussion period now. And uh, I I beg your patience because we are a a, a bilingual occasion. And it's important that our our poets understand the questions when it's in English. And it's important that the rest of us understand the questions when they're in Russian. So uh, we will be relying on our extremely uh, expert interpreter. We'll we'll go for, for a few minutes. If there are questions, you don't have to ask a question. I'm sorry. Yes, there. Uh, excuse me. There are two microphones, one on uh, either side of the uh, small auditorium, right side and the left side. Yes. This is this is on. Okay.
4: All right. Um, for either of you. Um,
6: now, forgive me if, if this is an imbalanced story, an accurate impression. Uh, one gets the feeling that in the Russian psyche, in the Russian uh,
0: cultural mentality, the, the sense of, of, of mourning, the sense of, how do I put it, into a Russian death is a serious business, pre- stemming from the war and so forth how much of that is still prevalent and is that giving way as that wartime generation dies off and people get younger? In other words, is, the, is, the, is Russian poetry and literature reflecting more the business of the getting on with life and turning more towards maybe a little brighter outlook on things? <laughs>
7: not okay, saying all right, Russians, all right not saying okay, okay, we understand. I think we have the question.
0: Um,
3: okay.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: I think if I may just interpose questions which are a little bit more specific, I think will be easier for our poets to answer. We'll give a try about the Russian soul and Russian to this one. See, see what, if they want to answer it or not.
7: <laughs>
1: oh, dear.
0: <laughs> Clearly they are not obliged to answer the question. Right. Say, what did you say? I said clearly, they are not obliged to answer the question if they want to. Пожалуйста.
7: Пожалуйста. Скажите.
5: Я вас уверяю, что мои переживания с войной, которая выпала на мою долю, на мою судьбу, никоим образом не связаны с не войнами и с мыслями о войне. Uh, такая прямая связь и параллель никогда мне не приходила в голову, но если она пришла в голову вам, то это только свойство вашего прочтения
3: поэзии. Due to my own experiences in the war, it's uh, nothing that can be avoided
6: by, by, by the, me. And if
3: you read something more into the poetry, that's the way you understand it,
4: not the no, way I, I intended I, to like understand it. I meant all through it, the it, country, it. all the memorials mm-hmm. and everything yeah. that one encounters.
0: But uh, we have to bo- move on to other questions. Okay. It can't be uh, uh, simply a dialogue. Uh, they're responding for themselves. Mr. Kushner, want to answer? <laughs> Не думайте, чтобы вы смотреть в будущее, не не время.
2: Понятно, Я не совсем понимаю, почему стихи, которые здесь вы услышали, произвели на вас такое впечатление. Лирика так устроена, что предполагает гамму чувств, и печаль занимает...
3: I don't know why the poem uh, made that impression on you at all or the poems made that kind of an impression on you. People have a whole series of emotions which they have to uh, deal with and uh, sadness is not the least of these.
0: (laughs) All right. Can we have another another question please? Is there anyone else who wants to ask a question? I'm afraid you have to follow the rule and go to the uh, microphone the way everyone else does. Yes. No. Anyone else? Yes.
1: I just want to know where I can get this written down, the translations.
0: You want to know where you where can-, I can
1: get, a, get the books. Yeah. They're, that they're the books. Poetry? Well,
0: at, as far as I understand, there are no uh, f- f- collections by these two poets, which is uh, uh, in part the point of our invitation. Uh, uh, And we hope that the result of the visit of these uh, two extremely important uh, writers will be the the publication of their work in magazines and in book form. And in fact, uh, if if it doesn't happen, there's hell to pay, because obviously that's uh, one one of our objectives, of course, is to... uh, can interest I people in their work. We, these translations, I, I, uh, I believe, uh, very few of them have been published, but I, th- I think it's fair to say it's likely that they will s- soon be published. And if you stay in touch with Penn, we'll let you know as soon as they are.
6: Thank you. One of was mentioned, It was one book I
0: found in Do you remember? One of the books by Unamoritz has been translated into English. Yes, but there is no book, as far as I know, of either of these poets. I think there will, I think it's fair to say there will be soon.
7: Uh,
3: Yes, sir. Could uh, both of the poets please tell us who, let's say, three American poets prior to the 20th century, before the 20th century, and the three during the 20th century, and why? Why do they favor those particular poets? Uh, Is that a uh, (inaudible)
7: три the the
3: Mrs. Moritz says that her influence has been strictly Russian.
2: If we писали write music, На этот вопрос было бы ответить проще, потому что музыка говорит на всех языках, а поэзия э, обречена на свой язык, поэтому и э, традиция наших стихов всё-таки русская. И очень э, редко, э, можно, очень трудно найти что-либо для себя в иноязычной поэзии. Для этого нужно знать язык с младенчества.
3: If, if uh, a musician has an easier time, because a musician can be influenced by music from any culture, but a poet uh, has is stuck with his own language, and uh, generally speaking, a poet is influenced by poets who write in the same language uh, that he does, and that is indeed the case with me. I can't say that I've had uh, partic- any particular influence from any foreign poet.
0: Well, then we have the same answer from both poets. Yes. Excuse me uh, for my English, but it's
7: uh, one case for me, for oral practice. So it's my question to Yuna Moritz. I uh, liked greatly her first book. It was printed, I think, about 27 or 28 years ago. And it was a very interesting book. And now I heard her. She sounds very, differ, very different from which I know in her poetry. So this first book was the book with many uh, very interesting details, nuances in everyday uh, life, and life which was around her, and now this poetry of her is the poetry of thirds. So first book was the poetry of I, and now the poetry of brain. And uh, it's interesting for me to know, uh, what do you like better in yourself, in your poetry? This first one, or this second noun? <laughs> Please, please
0: be patient. We need the translation first.
3: What did you say was the, uh, the, 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 you said the the I, the ego, or the I figured in the first book, and in the second, uh, later books, what is the
7: principle? Не а,
5: просто те, та книга была написана двумя глазами, а это третьим.
3: First, uh, my first book was written by, with my two eyes, and the later books have been written with my third eye. <laughs>
6: uh,
0: the, wh- one of the virtues of poetry is its succinctness. Questions are in, pr- in prose, but answers can be in poetry.
1: Yes, a succinct question. I was interested in the religious uh, symbology and... Uh, in your, uh, both of your uh, poetry, uh, The Halo, The Christmas Poem, The Atonement, I'm, I'm wondering whether uh, many Russians are writing uh, poetry uh, uh, using a, a kind of spirituality, whether it's unique to you, and whether you have done this for a long time in your poetry.
3: You say atonement, you have to speak louder, please. Yes, atonement one poem
1: spoke of atonement, repentance, of uh, Moritz, uh, the poem of Kushner spoke about the, a Christmas magi. в
7: понятие стихах сказал. Саша скажи
5: о том, что что Саша не читал.
3: Who is this question directed to? To both of them. didn't say anything about repentance.
5: Суть вопроса
0: Yeah. No, the the question is simply, uh, once again, it's a question I think is, if I may editorialize here, is a little hard for them to answer what goes on in Russian poetry. Generally, they're only responsible for themselves. But I think the question was to address to both of them these questioner, noting uh, the occurrence of certain religious notions in the poetry of both, wants to know if this is common or frequent or occurs in other Russian poets or just in their poetry.
5: Ну, вы, наверное, знаете, что вышел фильм Покаяние, который, с одной стороны, пользовался большим успехом, с другой стороны, вызвал бурные дискуссии в нашей стране. И что слово раскаяние и покаяние сейчас стали почти обязательными для каждого человека. Но я вам прочитала стихи о другом раскаянии, о том, как. <coughs> of course,
7: the
3: concept of atonement or repentance is a pretty big thing in Russia now. A movie has just been uh, produced on the subject, and it's almost an obligatory theme, but the poem that I wrote was about a different type of uh, repentance, which anybody who listened carefully will understand. <coughs>
6: Yes. I I would like to ask the poets what they think about competition between poets and competition between poetic schools. I heard that uh, Mr. Kushner's poetry has been compared to Larkin's. Now Larkin's poetry is quite hated by a lot of American poets and Larkin is considered a provincial Englishman and all that. Now I'm wondering what he thinks about such criticism coming from New York, from Washington, from where all over the states of this poet Larkin who he has translated and what that has to say about this petty politics that goes on across continents. I have,
0: to, I have to editorialize here that every American poet I know adores Larkin, so we I think there is, there uh, it's not as unanimous as you, uh, as you are well, suggesting. Uh, on the contrary. Forgive
6: me, I, I only exaggerate to make a point, but I have read in the pages of The Voice Literary Criticism and Other Places of the Hated Larkin. That's the only reason I use that phrase. But that's not the point of the question. The point is what goes on. What do you think of poets trying to convert people to their schools of poetry or poets allowing different voices to exist? Mm
3: Well,
0: why don't we take one more question? Perhaps we can combine them. Yes. I have a rather
5: specific question for Mr. Kushner um, relating to his poem, The Adoration of the Magi, which I believe is fairly clearly related to a passage in Dr. Zhivago where Pasternak says that the greatest um, way of criticizing or in a positive sense Bloch's poetry would be to write a Russian Adoration of the Magi, which Pasternak himself then does at the end of Zhivago in the poem Christmas Star. And I just wonder how,
0: what kind of a dialogue Mr. Kushner is trying to establish with Pasternak through this poem.
7: От, от вот, у доктора да, При помощи этого стиха. Вы можете прокомментировать это?
2: Да. очень э, справедливое замечание.
3: Very correct observation.
2: Эти стихи, эти стихи написаны э, давно и в самом деле. Uh,
3: this poem was written a long time ago, and it is a sort of a, of a, co- a conversation between myself and uh, Pasternak. Yes, indeed. You're
0: right. We'll take one or two more questions. Yes.
1: Um, perhaps an easier question to answer. Um I just wanted to know about your impressions of New York now that you've been here, and if you feel if any of these, any of the things you've seen are going to make their way into your work.
4: <laughs> I, m-
1: I might uh, m- mention
0: to the audience that the poets have been here about 48 hours. Uh, New
4: York,
7: uh,
2: Я ничего подобного не видел, но я и не мог ничего видеть, потому что я впервые за границей. Но, но, э, конечно, ошеломнительное впечатление, и мне нужно много дней, чтобы прийти в себя, а а всего мы будем в Нью-Йорке пять дней, и я понимаю, что ничего не пойму за эти пять дней. Это невозможно, это невозможно. I
3: have a kind of uh, feeling that my, as if my head was splitting uh, in three or four parts is the impression that I had at being in New York for the first time. Uh, there's so much new that it's impossible to take it all in, uh, perhaps though some of the things that I've experienced here will be uh, uh, reproduced to some extent in my poetry if only the taste of the water here at the table which I've been drinking. <laughs>
0: I want to uh, thank the poets, Alexander Kushner and Yuna Moritz, for being so generous, you translate this, and so, so patient with us. Uh, we have, uh, uh, they have, they, they so, so graciously acknowledge how much they have to learn about us. Uh, we have uh, a great deal to learn about them, uh, and we certainly uh, hope to help their uh, work come to exist in English. And this is only uh, the beginning, uh, we hope, for, for more exchanges and dialogue. We, many of us hope uh, to visit them, and we hope that this amazing unprecedented, unimaginable, lunar event, which they both describe as being beyond their wildest imaginations, uh, that is to be actually here among us, uh, that the shock will wear off just a little bit, and that it will not be the last time that they visit New York. Thank you very much.